Welcome to episode one of The Pickle Show. Coming up on episode one, folks, I am going to give you one minute and 47 seconds of heaven. No, not what I usually give. This is something very different, okay? I am going to play a song by a fantastic local talent by the name of Sarah Winky, and it's the song Love on the Brain. Absolutely brilliant, guys. That's going to be coming up shortly, okay? Later on in the show, I have a chat. I have an interview with a hell of a man bloke by the name of John Brennan, okay? Some of you know of him, have heard a bit of story and all that kind of stuff, but he's here, he's chatting to me. It's emotional, it's important as well. A lot of topics in the game, so I really hope you enjoy that, okay? I really do. But listen, I'll tell you what, let's batter on with some stuff first of all, okay? How are you? I feel like I haven't talked to you in like forever, okay? Bit crazy. Look, it's episode one, new show. Let's see how we get on with this, okay? So listen, First thing I'm going to do is, okay, I have to do this, right? New segment on the show, all right? New segment. What I did this week was on Instagram, I threw up some questions, okay? So, first of all, in relation to the interview I had with John, there was a thing about donating, donating organs specifically, okay? And I put a question up, which was, would you donate your organs? Simple as that. Uh, 90% of people said that they would, no problem at all, that's great. 10% obviously said no. Again, it's entirely a choice. That's no problem. Nobody's given out to anybody for this. Uh, and then the weird thing was, though, I asked then, did any, did you have a donor account? Okay. Now, the fucking mental thing was, like, I think it was like around 55%-ish said that they didn't have a donor account. So we had 90% of people saying that they would donate, but then 55% saying, oh, I don't even have a donor account. So what I did then was I put up a post on the Instagram page, which of course, plug it now, is The Pickle Show. And remember, guys, it's P I C K O Pickle Show, okay? Uh, and I threw it up, and all it was is very simple free text message, 50, um, sorry, the t- number 50050, right? So 50050, it's a free text, and all you put in there is the word donor, D O N O R, okay? You get a link back then, takes you through to the I K A. Dot IE site, which gets you your donor card. So it does. Very, very simple. Very, very straightforward. Okay. So 90% of these would donate. That's brilliant. I personally have a donor card. I didn't use to. The wife had it and she told me that I should get it as well, which of course made perfect sense. We said no problem at all. Then again, guy like me, not really too sure what organs are going to be useful to people, but if they can be, then great. Now, here's a weird one for you. Okay. Some of you might maybe have. Ah, donate this, I donate that, but oh god, I don't like I donate like a certain part to me, okay? My lovely sexy assistant, known as my wife, would happily donate pretty much everything apart from her eyes, okay? And here's the reason why she wants to be able to see when she gets to heaven. Oh, if I had music, I'd just put it in there, like, oh, that's really nice, so it is, like, hey, but no, look, it's an important thing, so it is, like, okay? But listen. It's time for a new topic, okay? We had to come up with a name for it. And the name of the topic, or not the topic, the name of the segment is... So, are you ready for this? Here is the questions that were put up on Instagram this week. Now, I'm going to be honest, guys. I love the honesty. And I also... Kind of wonder sometimes if maybe some people are being honest or not, okay? Now, people laughed as the way I put this up. First question. Have you ever been to Roscommon, 
right? And everyone's like, why the hell did you put that up? I was like, I have no idea. I was going to put Leitrim, but I actually have been in Leitrim, and I don't remember ever being in Roscommon, okay? 58% of people said no, that they have never been to Roscommon. So there you go. It turns out it was actually a good fucking question to ask, okay? The next one, right? Have you ever taken drugs? Straightforward enough. A lot of honesty, I'm here thinking, right? 47% of people said yes. Obviously, 53% of people said no. All right, so, and you know what? If I didn't vote, but if I voted, I would have to say yes. I did once upon a time, one night, multiple times, take drugs. Okay, but that was just a one-time thing. Okay. Uh, and also, is there anything decent in Roscommon? Nobody actually answered me when I asked that question before, okay? Now, I asked a very simple sex question, which was, have you ever had a threesome? 91% of the people said no. 9% of the people said yes. Okay. Loving the fact that the 9% is honest. Loving the fact that I also know some of that 9% of people. And we just might have to have a chat about what the hell you've been up to. Okay. But again, fucking love it, guys. Love it. Now, the next one was, and I would personally love to go here to see this. Okay. Have you ever been to Niagara Falls? Uh, unfortunately, 82% of people said no. 18% of people said yes, and they got messages then off a few of the people who had been saying it is incredible. Like, I know I've seen it in movies and films and all that kind of stuff. It just looks pretty fucking class, so it does. So, yeah, that's one I definitely want to go see, okay? And then the last one, right? And a couple of people told me that I need to break the stigma of this, okay? Have you ever gone to the cinema on your own, right? I'm with the bulk here. 76% of people said nope. And witches. I, for some reason, I can't do this, okay? And then 24% of the people said yes. I have no problem with that, okay? But I'm 39 now. My birthday was during the week, guys, as well, okay? My birthday was last Monday, right? So, yeah, I'm 39 now, okay? Still acting like an absolute ham, though, right? But what kind of film can I go to the cinema on my own to see? I don't get that. You know what I mean? It has to be a certain type of film. Like, I can't walk into fucking... High School Musical or something like that, you know what I mean? Or some Disney thing. Like, Although I did take my beautiful daughter Emma to see the new Mario film, I would go back and see that on my own because I thought it was fucking deadly. Big Mario fan, big Nintendo fan, right? It was a great, great film, so it was. like. But listen, they were the questions that we did. So we're going to keep going, right? But the have you ever questions, that's what we're going to do, right? But I suppose we may as well jump into a couple of things. What has been happening lately, okay? I suppose locally, we have to talk about uh, POTUS. Well, Joe Biden came home hmm, uh, for a visit. Okay, he went out to Carlingford. He went through the castle and he saw pictures of a brick, I think, as well, when he was in Ballina of, of a house that was built by somebody, a great great grandfather. But brilliant to see it. Like, I mean, the town was fucking on fire. Uh, not in a bad way. Uh, the town was actually really good. There was nobody messing about, nobody being idiots or anything like that. Uh, but no, it was great to see. Like, I know he went into, I want to get all this right, McAteers. Um, so he did. And then he was in the Windsor as well. I know, obviously, that's where I think kind of the bulk of like local politicians or local celebrities and things like that were able to go in and see him, which is great. Like that, that's probably that's the whole point of doing things like that. So this, so no fair play. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, right? Um, bit strange. Okay, this is a sentence I never thought I'd say, and you need to stick with me when I read out what I'm going to read out about this. Okay, so there's a, there's a chance that Madeline McCann might be a paedophile. That. It could be an episode name if it didn't get banned. Uh, so it turns out uh, the girl, uh, Julia Wendelt or Wendell or 
also Julia Faustina. Like, she already has so many fucking names, right? So it turns out her phone has been seized very seriously. Oh, sorry. Police are taking this very seriously and have assured me that a full investigation will be done. The person who said that was her very much um, made-up-faced private investigator, Dr. Fia Johansson, okay, who's also a psychic. Of course she is, okay. So basically it's been reported that it was handed over to the police after explicit images of children were allegedly found, okay. Yuan's response was that she didn't have child pornography on the phone, strongly stating she is not a paedophile, but is instead a victim of a paedophile. You know what? If you have to say the sentence that you're not one, there's probably a good chance that you fucking are one. But yeah, Madeleine McCann was on Dr. Phil, so we all believed. Turns out Madeleine McCann was not on Dr. Phil as the um, DNA tests, which is not just looking at her eye and a birthmark. Uh, the DNA test turns out that no, she is in fact not Madeleine McCann. But sure, we all knew that. And I'd say Jerry and Kate were freaking out because they were thinking, man, nobody's accused us of it for a long time. And now all of a sudden it's come back up again. Fuck. Yeah, Julia, I don't know what you're at. I know she's a singer, so maybe she's trying to get some sort of a career out of this. But if you have that shit on your phone, love, I'm thinking you're going to be in a hell of a lot of trouble, CR. But yeah, I suppose they were the two biggest things that happened kind of recently. Look, there's probably loads of other stuff going on as well in the world. Um, But they were two things that really kind of hit me that I thought, you know what? Better mention them in episode one. So, yeah, listen, tell you what we're going to do now, guys, right? I am going to now play that awesome song that I mentioned, right? So, this is Sarah Winky, and it's with her song, sorry, with the song Love on the Brain. song sarah that is class guys you can go on to sarah winky music on facebook okay you can see more videos get more songs and all that kind of stuff right absolutely brilliant and sarah thanks so much for uh well you only sent it on because i asked you to but listen this is the plan now guys we're gonna have local people 
uh, local talent and some further afield as well, okay, that are incredibly gifted, okay, and I want to be able to put their music onto the show and in some way, very small way, try and help in any way I can, uh, just to give them a bit of airtime and stuff like that, okay, and if they want to come on for a chat as well, by all means, they are more than welcome. And listen, speaking of coming on for a chat, now it's time to welcome on a man that I went to school with, okay, John Brennan. So proud to be able to speak to this man, okay? As I said, it's a very important chat, guys. Uh, we spoke about a lot of stuff in relation to, uh, obviously, donor transplant, loads of other things as well. So we did as well, obviously, as well, the Irish Transplant Football Team, which he's the captain of. So here's the interview, guys, and I really hope you enjoy it. Okay, folks, it is interview time, and I am delighted to welcome on to episode one, of course, of The Pickle Show to a man I met at school. Okay, don't worry. We're not talking about school. We have plenty more to talk about. This man has gone through challenges in life that, you know what I mean, it's incredible that I'm here sitting talking to this man right now, okay? He also just happens to be the captain of the Irish Soccer Transplant Team as well. Just thought I may as well drop that in. It is, of course, Mr. John Brennan. John, thank you and welcome to the show. Kieran, thanks very much for having me. Um, it's, I'm delighted to, to be on today and um, it's been your first show it's a pleasure to be here talking to you today, um, all things uh, organ donation, transplantation, and then obviously, as you say, we bit about the football as well, we'll throw it in now. Yeah, and you look, I'll tell you what, we'll start off, we'll even go forward or back, right? We started off together in school, right? Now, unless my memory is wrong, right? Did you yeah. walk in in like fifth year to the tech? I was, I was, a, no, I originally did the first three years. Yeah. Uh, up to my junior cycle, um, and me being a wee bit older than than yourself, um, I kind of dropped out. Just I kind of dropped out after the junior cert. Yeah, um, I, first time I, round. Yeah. Um, I tell you why. Um, um, family life at home. Yeah, my dad, my dad's lone parent, a lot of kids in the house, needed a bit of a handout financially, so I just decided, um, just to kind of drop out for a year, uh, just to see could I get a job to help my dad. Yeah. Um, stuff. So I did that. And then I decided I would try to go back to school the following September. Um, I suppose the second time around, used to money and everything else. Um, <laughs> it, only, it only lasted until Halloween in the second year. <laughs> and I dropped out again. Yeah. Um, and that's when I met Claire, um, my wife at present and future and wife for, for life. Yeah, um, and also one of the best footballers I ever played against uh, or yeah, with. Yeah, hands um, down. Like Claire is not what uh, I'm wow. still in. She's still playing football nearly yeah. day. No, she's not. She, I'm not telling you her age, but she's still playing football. Yeah, play um, playing with Belogan and that. So yeah, she's still at it. But um, she she got me to go back the third time. So I decided, right, listen, third time lucky. I'll try to go back, give it another shot because I I always wanted to get me leaving search, you know. Um, and I knew I was capable of doing it, and yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a matter of not not being capable of doing. It. I knew he was just yeah. family reasons dropped out. So I says, right, so listen, I'll go back. I'll give it another go. And then I arrived into your class, and I have to say, cutting to come across uh, <laughs> a nicer bunch of lads, a mixed bunch of lads from 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 all parts of County Line. Oh man, we really uh, well. <laughs> but I have to say, uh, it was an unbelievable class, and it was a class that went through an awful lot of trauma in yeah. six years as well, as you know. Uh, 
you know, a few of us lost our parents um, that year, uh, leading into our leaving cert. Uh, a few of us lost grandparents. So it, I think that even brought us closer together as a group. And and you can still see it, like, we're, we're the best part of over 22 years out of the school. Yeah, it's incredible. And, you, know, you know, we still talk to each other. We meet each other on the street. Uh, we text each other, you know. Um, and I have to say, um, I think... Come Christmas of fifth year, I was kind of saying, will I stay? Will I go? Yeah. And it's just by just making friends. Um, and obviously Claire on me back as well. Uh, <laughs> I met a true, you know, I met a true six year. And I got me to even serve and did very well. And uh, I'm glad I did, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And look, there's one it challenge. Three, it took me three attempts. <laughs> well, yeah, but it showed you that you don't stop. You know what I mean? You keep going, okay? And you yeah, never give up. Yeah. You know, just not never too hard as yeah, you can yeah, achieve. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's so, a, a couple of traits there. Yeah, yeah, it really oh, is. Yeah. Like, hey, but well, listen, I, I want to get in. Yeah, I want to get into the big stuff, right? You had some massive, <laughs> massive stuff, right? That's obviously happening. That's another thing that we're going to talk about, obviously. Now, I wanted to do this properly, okay? So okay. I scrolled for about three days on Facebook, right, to find something that I knew I saw before, liked before, and messaged Claire about before, right? Because I yeah. want to make sure that this story gets across in the correct wording, okay? So I mm -hmm. want to read this out, okay? <laughs> right? I was born with a defective gene in my heart, the same condition that my mother passed away from when I was just 20. It was a big blow losing her. I was fitted with a defibrillator to monitor my heart, and I tried to get my life back together. One afternoon in work, I felt so weak that I had to go home early. Four days later, I was on life support. All my organs were shutting down, and my heart was struggling to keep my body going. I'm not being funny with you. I'm choking on breathing this out there right now, okay? Somehow, I pulled through. For the next three years, I was in and out of the matter. I was on life support twice and had two mini strokes. A heart transplant was my only chance of living. I was lucky enough to be matched with a heart that had the same rare blood type as me. I received the ultimate gift of life. Being sick can be a mental battle, but I'm so grateful for everything. I realize all the good things I have in life. There were your words, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do I. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just even by just listening to that, it brings me back. You know, um, I'm always the kind of guy that kind of looks forward. Yeah. Um, um, and try not to look too much over my shoulder, um, because when I look back like that, I can get very emotional as well and very caught up. Um, when I realize what I've gone through. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, you know, it started very early in life. Um, I was diagnosed with the heart condition when I was 12 years old. And there's nine kids in my family and four of us have the condition. Um, two of my sisters and my brother, Trevor, who unfortunately passed away yeah. um, two years ago there last February with the obviously same heart condition. And even that shows you, you know, how lucky I have been in a sense. Yes, I've been so unlucky to have this heart condition um, and to, to live with all the, the ailments that, that came with it over the 20 years. And as you say, in and out of hospitals so many times, um, I had too many strokes, as you said, uh, life support twice. Um, so, yeah, I've been physically put through the ringer, um, but I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here to tell the tale. I'm still here, uh, able to enjoy life of my kids and my wife. Um, and then on the other side, my brother, unfortunately, you know, he's only 33, Karen, when he passed away yeah. with, oh. with the heart condition. Um, and like that, he had two young kids as well. Um, was getting ready to get married that that June of the year that he passed, and um, just a heart condition just got got on top of him. Uh, went into hospital, and um, 
basically his organs shut down and he passed away. Yeah, you and, know, so um, I know it should never take something like that mm. to make you realize exactly how lucky you are in a situation, but because yeah. it's so close, you can't help yeah. but literally be like, I was I the know. complete opposite, like, I was lucky, yeah, yeah. and that's it. Like, you know, I, if I was to give any advice to anyone, um, going through a, a long term illness, um, the big thing for me is acceptance. You know, it took me a long time, especially in the early years when I was 18, 19, 20. And around the time my mother passed, um, you know, I, I was brought into the hospital and they did further tests to me when I was about 20 years old. And they said, listen, you have, you know, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is the name of the heart condition. Um, and basically what that means is my heart never stopped growing. So as I got older, my heart got tickled. Um, and um, I was told I also had a condition called SADS, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome, which basically Jesus means Christ. That yeah. at any stage, I could have been walking down the street, talking to my friend, talking to Claire, going for a cycle, didn't matter what I was doing, and all of a sudden, I could just drop. And having that in my head, living from, from living with that in my head from an early uh, early age, it really did affect me mentally, psychologically, emotionally. I was I was a mess for a long time. Um, I have to say the people around me, my family, you know, my dad, my brothers, my sisters, Claire, obviously, um, friends, schoolmates, yeah. you know, got me through it, Kieran, you know, to a stage where I was able to accept my heart condition for what it was um, and then start to build my life again. You know, but it's all about support system in anything, like at anything, yeah, there has yeah, to be a yeah. support system, like it has to be, especially when you're when you're dealing with something that's long term. Yeah. You know, when you know that it's a part of your life and I knew transplantation was going to come down the line. I knew an organ transplant was probably going to be the only thing that would, would save me. Um, I didn't think it would come so quick, even though, you know, I, I was 37 when I got the transplant. But I thought I would have got a bit longer. Out yeah. Of it. Um, yeah. But just, you know, life can life just throws things at us you know and it's how we deal with those things and how we accept them and um you know one thing with me is I, I and I still am a very positive person I try to be as much as I can and I always try to just not go with the flow but um try to walk things out yeah come up with a plan and uh and kind of just go for it you know yeah, well um, and I knew I had I always had it I always knew in my heart and soul that when it when the time came for the transplant, that I'd be all right. I never had any kind of negative thoughts towards it. You Brilliant. know, that, listen, yeah. I might it's die here. Easy know? to have that. Easy to go down yeah. a different road with that. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. And even like you know, when I was in hospital, I went into the matter in two thousand and eighteen. I was that bad. My heart was working at eight percent. Um. So basically, my heart couldn't couldn't do what it had to do for my body. So I had to go into the hospital. Um. I think it was around May of 2018 and put on a special heart pump to do the work for my heart because I physically couldn't yeah. pump the blood around me, but my own heart couldn't pump yeah. the blood around my body. Because the heart so was growing. Yeah, because it was yeah, growing. I needed a machine to do it for me, which meant I was restricted to um, a hospital bed. I was restricted to a ward. I didn't leave the hospital for five months. Um, and even something like that, you know, pushes you right to the right to the edge of sanity, really, you know. Um, and I seen people coming in, looking, coming in, a bit like myself, waiting on a transplant, and unfortunately being sent home to die because um, they became too weak, or 
the heart didn't come up when it should have come up. So as much of the negative side and, and the hardship and the trauma that I went through, I really do have to grasp the, the positive side of it as well, you know. Yeah, I man. am, I have to say, I really am a lucky guy just yeah. to get it and, and it, to, to recover like I did and to get over it. Yeah, I know. And just be here even sitting here talking it, to you. Like That's what I mean. Like, it's you know what I mean? Like, we're not sitting in school. As you said, it's 22 years since me and you shared a classroom Absolutely, together. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. I'm not going to rehash all the old posts up, right? But I have to just put, say this one, right? Because this was beautiful. Because this is a... This is incredible, right? Because I think to have to be able to say this stuff is just is it's memories that will never be forgotten about, right? I'd been in the matter yeah. for months, waiting and hoping to get a heart transplant. I'd requested a day to go home and see my family, and they allowed me to leave for a few hours. When the kids came in from school and saw me, the wee look on their faces was priceless. It was an emotional moment. Within five minutes of returning to the matter that evening, I was told there was a match for my heart. The last thing I had said to my wife before going in for the surgery that night was that I'd wake up the next day and wish her a happy birthday. And I did. It was an amazing moment. John, like, <sighs> seriously, like, I know, yeah. well, do we have to take a break now so that I can go get a tissue or something? Like, because seriously, gee, Claire would be yeah. laughing at me when she hears this. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? But, yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, even looking back on that day, that was, um, that was a day in September 2018, and, and a lot of people remember this day. It was the day we had a real bad storm, um, and um, basically the country was shut down, and we weren't we weren't really people were sent home from work, and we were told not to drive in the roads. We were told to stay in our houses, and yeah. that was the day that the doctor said to me. Actually, that was a Wednesday, Karen. Yeah. And the Monday, the doctor came in to me, and I was lying in my bed just after fighting another infection. And the doctor said, um, <laughs> "You're all right. You're all right." Say, you know things aren't looking good. Yeah. Um, and you need you need a transplant to uh, come in the next week or two, or you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna uh, survive, John. So we want you to bring your kids in and um, spend a bit of time with your family and get your affairs in order. So I said, "Well, listen, if I'm doing that." Um, I don't want to bring my kids into this environment. Yeah. If it's going to be probably the last time I see my kids, I want to do it at home. So um, they they didn't really know what to say to me now <laughs> um, because I was hooked up to all these machines and the logistics of even doing that was a nightmare for them. And looking back, I don't know how they did it, but they did. So they said, listen, um, if this is one of your, your wishes, we will try our best. And, and in fairness to them, they got me ready. Um, and on the Wednesday morning, Claire came up and picked me up in the matter and um, three or four machines all attached to me. We got them all into the car. Wow. And uh, we went home to Talonstown. And I said to Claire, don't tell the kids. Um, I'll, I'll sit in the sitting room. And when, when you bring them home from school... Tell them that the trampoline, because of the wind, was was blown out into the field behind the house, and they'll come running out to look for it. You know, <laughs> and uh, then they came busting through the, the sitting room door, and they seen me, and and um, yeah, listen, it was a very emotional moment because I didn't know whether I'd see my kids after, yeah. like, you know. Um, so we had we had a normal a normal family afternoon. We sat at the kitchen table. We did the homework with the kids. Claire cooked a bit of dinner. Um, 
And um, obviously me being so sick, I wasn't able to do what a normal father would do, which is go yeah. out and kick a bit of football with his son. So we played a game of Monopoly at the kitchen table for an hour. And uh, it was just great to get that time with the kids. Now, we didn't go too much into how bad things were with me. I just wanted to live in the moment and, yeah. and enjoy the moment. Yeah. for Family while. time. Like, so, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And these are the moments that we really do need to cherish more um, because it's the small moments in life that mean the most. Um, so anyhow, um, my brother my brother came in then and uh, he, he was dropping me back up to the matter. And we were driving down Echo Street and this feeling came through my body. And I turned to my brother as he was parking the car. He says, Terry, I says, I think a heart's coming. I says, I don't know if it's tonight, but I have a feeling in my body that I'm going to get a transplant. Brilliant. Brilliant. And he dropped me off and I went upstairs and Man United were playing on the TV <laughs> when they were a half decent team at the time. And um, I said to the nurse, I says, I'm just going in to watch the match. And she says, yeah, walk away, go on in. Yeah. And um, she said, where's your wife? And I says, well, she's at home. Uh, my brother dropped me up. And I said, well, where's your brother? And I said, well, he's on his way home. He's got work yeah. in the morning. So I knew something was going on. So then literally like that, five minutes later, the heart transplant coordinator came in and says, John, and just, she didn't even have to say it. I turned around to her and I says, there's a heart. And she says, yeah, would you believe you're the only person in the whole of Ireland on the transplant list tonight? My God. If this is a, if this is a, you know, a good heart, the only person that can get this heart is you. Because your blood type matches, your antibodies match, matches, and every other check matches. She says, I don't know how it has worked out like this, but this heart is for you. It's meant to be as simple as that. You know what I mean? Like uh, you said, you had that feeling. That's, Absolutely. Like yeah. it's amazing. Like, um, and then just like that, Karen, um, you know, you're getting all your prep done. You're, you're, you're getting ready for surgery. Your head's up. Your, your head's all over the place. You don't know what's <laughs> happening. I'm ringing Claire. There's, Claire's coming up with the kids, um, you know, to, to say goodbye before I go in. And yeah, you're right. The last thing, just as we are going down this corridor, I held on to Claire's hand. <laughs> brilliant. Um, you're fucking brilliant. I mean, it, hey, oh. you are incredible. Hey. So, That's what know, I said hey. for. I said, yeah. listen, I'm getting a heart transplant and you know what? It's your birthday tomorrow and I'm going to wake up and wish you a happy birthday. Yeah. That's some present. Yeah. You're good now. Like, you're good. See, when it comes to future presence, you're good. Like, I think that's probably given you yeah, a certain yeah. amount of years <laughs> um, where you'd be like, oh, I forgot to get, wait, a reminder. But yeah, 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 yeah. that'll cover this year so as well. Like, you know what I mean? But look, we talked uh, just before we came on about, obviously, after, like, it's not just a case of you get a heart, you go home and you go back to normal life. We were talking about how there's a mental side, there's a physical yeah. side. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. like that's obviously yeah. that's crucial to the whole thing because you have to be able to adapt yourself to something as oh. as humongous as this. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I have to say, um, you know, the recovery of the of a transplant and anyone that has a transplant will tell you, especially a heart transplant. Um, you know, you're you're cut up, you're cut from basically your sternum, which is the top of your chest bone, right down to your belly button, you know, um, and that whole bone has to be sawed open and then cranked open um, to get to your heart. So when you get that transplant, obviously that uh, is all stapled back together. But the physical pain of that, um, for about six weeks after it, I have to say the pain is unreal. Um, 
you know, you can imagine if you're coughing or sneezing and you have yeah. a chest bone that's that's broke. Um, you know, it was um a very, very tough six weeks physically. But I got over that, um, you know, and I found that easier to get over than the actual psychological side of it. Yeah. Um, I have to say the first six months was really, really tough for me because um you have that sense of guilt, number one. That yeah. someone had to pass, pass. Someone had to die for me to survive, and then you also have a feeling that this heart that's beating inside my body isn't mine. Yeah, this is somebody else's heart. Um, and for the first six months, I have to say it was very, very hard psychologically to get me head around the whole situation. It was actually easier to recover physically than it was emotionally and mentally. Um, but bit by bit, step by step, day by day, week by week, you just get your get your stuff together um you accept things for what they are um and you just take you just take each day as it, as it comes you know yeah and you know the more days that pass the days become easier and then you take week by week and the more weeks that pass the weeks become easier and then all of a sudden you're six months post transplant um you're getting all this great news that your heart is doing really really well your confidence builds up um, your self-esteem is growing and um, then you can see light coming back into your life um, you know you're you're able to do the small things six months down the, down the road after transplantation I was able to go out and kick football in the green with Sean you know yeah you're, so I'm... when you can do these kind of things um, where six months ago I was dying you know yeah. it just it really does show you that the the positive positivity of organ donation and transplantation and really how how it changes lives it really do you, does do you think there's i i now only did this earlier on today right i just i stuck up a very quick poll on our instagram page and i was simply just asking people would you uh, donate your organs okay and like 88 percent of people were like yes but then i asked do you have a donor card and yeah. this is the thing only 60 percent of people said yes now I can proudly say I do have a donor card. My wife has always had a donor card and she was like, yeah. get this. And I was like, just tell me how to like, you know what I mean? Cause it, it, again, it wasn't something I ever kind of thought about. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. mean, unless you're kind of necessarily impacted by something, you don't always necessarily think no, about that, yeah. that topic. Yeah. Like, but like, <clears throat> do you think there is any kind of a stigma? And maybe stigma is not the right word, you know what I mean? But do you think there's any kind of a, or people, a fear or something like that of, wanting to be a donor or something. I don't really know what I'm trying to ask you, but if you know what I mean, like, yeah. is there like a, an element of people like who just are like, no, like, uh, no, I'm not. Like, yeah. I, I think, I, I, I think in the, in the, in the, you know, in the younger generation, um, you know, especially people in their twenties, thirties, yeah. um, they don't see illness. They don't see, unless it's kind of staring them straight in the face, yeah. they're not going to be thinking about, um, if I die, what's going to happen, you know, yeah. um, they're only starting off in life. Um, they have to be affected by something like what I went through to to realize that life is precious and life can be taken away from us at any second. Um, and, um, you know, I just think this whole thing around organ donation and um, our current system, which is opt in um, and thank God it's changing. Yeah. Um, hopefully it'll be in by the end of the year. The government have, have brought in legislation, this new tissue bill act. And I'd say hopefully by the end of the year, every person in Ireland will be a donor. Yeah, because you have to them. opt out. Yeah, because yeah. I was looking this up, and I know you did an article in the Mirror uh, back in January 2019, how you had brought this up, and at the time, 
I can't remember which, I'm not going to name politicians because they've been changing that quickly, right? But one of them back in January 2019, it was finally being brought to the cabinet to consider the opt-out law. And that was in 2019. And then, and look, I've done it for years as we have such a fantastic government. In November 2022, the headline is the system is to finally go in front of the cabinet at the end of the month. So nearly four years later, it went from it's going to the cabinet to yeah. it's going to the cabinet. So is there a belief and a hope that this yeah. might actually, please yeah. God, come into play? Yeah. Well, the bill has gone through the cabinet. It's gone yeah. to the Oireachtas. Once it goes through the Oireachtas, it'll be brought into law. Into law, yeah. I think I think, um, I think the whole delay, obviously, was this pandemic that we had for three yeah. years, you know, uh, COVID-19. Um but um, Simon Harris at the time, who was the Minister of Health, now I wrote to him and got a reply, um, and, we, and we were lobbying him for a long time to to kind of really push this, you know, um, because as a as a transplant patient and all the benefits that I have got out of organ donation, um, to me it was a no brainer, like you know, yeah. Um, unfortunately, if we pass, um, you know, our organs could really sustain life. You know, um, oh, like what better gift could you give leaving this world knowing that your 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 organs have been taken and put into someone else who has been who has had a terminal illness and was dying. Yeah. Um, and only for you, you know, my my organ donor saved five lives the night that I got mine. You know, when I was coming out of the the operating room, there was a young guy. Um, he was thirty five at the time. And like that, a bit like myself, he had two young kids as well. When I was coming out, he was going in to get the lungs of the same person. Wow. Like, you know, from that person's family side. Yeah. Like, do, you, there can only be so... Like, do they, Well, sorry, do they get told that? If you know, or how does that yeah, work, John? Like, Well, they get told where their, their child's organs have gone yeah. to. Not the person. No, but would so, they know that, like, for example, five people just... Oh, yes, like, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, they, they'll be told that your child's five organs, and they'll list the organs, you yeah. know, have gone and have been successfully transplanted Brilliant. and the people are doing well. Um, and then you're you're allowed to uh, write to your donor family. A oh, year brilliant. After, yeah, right. so a year after I got my heart transplant, um, the... Transplant nurse in the matter contacted me and said, listen, you're a year over your transplant. Um, are you at a stage where you would like to write a letter to the donor family? And I said, absolutely, I'd love to. Um, now, you can't write any personal stuff, your name, yeah, where yeah. you're from, you know, anything that would 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 uh, give them details about myself. You can't do that. And and so I wrote the letter. You send a letter to the to the transplant unit in the matter. They read the letter. Yeah, just to check this. Just to, just to yeah. pr- make sure everything is in, yeah. so okay. And then they send a letter on to the family. And then um, it's up to the family then of the of the donor um, whether they want to write back to you. And I have to say, thank God, since 2018, we write to each other at Christmas time. Brilliant. And uh, on the on the anniversary of the transplant, so um, and I have to say, getting letters from the from the from the mother and father of the of the donor who saved my life, um, you know, some of the stuff in it just, you know, it's um, it's so it's so uplifting, um, and when you when you when you hear that at their darkest moment, they got comfort knowing that yeah. their 
that their uh, son or daughter um, was able to to live on in five people. Like that's you know? incredible. Like that, that's that's unbelievable. Like, like and and I have to say that that gave me so much comfort, and it actually helped me with the guilt that I had around taking this person's heart. Um, it 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 was very for me. It kind of healed me. Yeah, yeah. And just getting those letters. Um and um. Yeah, it's, it was an amazing process that I went through. And not everyone will get letters from the donor families. People deal with things in different ways. Of course, yeah. Um, and I was just lucky that the family were, were willing to write back to me. Brilliant. And still like, writing back to me. Yeah, know? and like that's the thing. Like This wasn't just a one-time letter thing. Like no, That shows no. that... It just it shows what incredible people they are as yeah. well. Like, know, you know, yeah. So it does, it really does. And look, I know then obviously there was things as well mentioned uh, that you did. And was there, uh, I can't remember what the title of it is, but you, there was walks in that that you took part in. It was in relation to the donor. Was that the right way of putting uh, it? That it was. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I was approached by a, go, uh, by a, a guy, um, Frank Reilly, and he, he organizes the annual remembrance run in Phoenix Park. And it's a 5K run that the, that's done every October, November in Phoenix Park. And it's basically, um, you know, for family members, friends, whatever, of people who have, have passed to to do a run in, in their honour, you know. Um, and he heard of my story um, and, you know, how close I was to, to, to dying and how my life was changed so much through transplantation and organ donation that he just wanted to... He wanted it for me to get involved with this. Um, so I was only, um, and this is a listen, another, another, another kind of side, side story. This is, um, I, I grew very fond of one of the doctors in the matter. And his name, his name, he won't mind me mentioning his name. His name was Alistair. And he was a cardiologist. And he'd be in me every day. And we'd have the crack. And he seen me at my lowest. And he seen me at my, 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 my good times as well. And um, on the night that I got my transplant, he was he was uh, he was finished his shift, and he lives in Belfast. He he went home to his wife and kids, and he was only in the door fifteen minutes, and he got a call from the hospital to say that the, we got a heart for John. Um, is there any chance you can come back to down to Dublin? And he was only in the door yeah. after a, a twelve-hour shift, and he said he didn't even have to think twice. Yeah. So he kissed his kids. He kissed his kids good night. Um, got back into his car, drove back to Dublin, jumped on the army helicopter in Phoenix Park, went straight to a hospital down the country. Wow. Picked up the heart, and on the way back into Phoenix Park, he decided to record a video. Whoa. Um, so you, a video was sent to me about a week after the transplant, and basically it's a video of the army helicopter coming into Phoenix Park, arriving at the Papal Cross at Phoenix Park, and there's two squad cars uh, with flashing lights. And as the helicopter lands, you can see uh, there's five or six people grabbing two boxes. One box was the heart and one box was the was the, the lungs that the guy got after. Right. Yeah. Um, and he showed me this video about a week later. And less than nine months after that, I was running a 5K and I ran past the Papal Cross. My God. In Phoenix Park. Do you know, so... You know, life, life, life can, um, you know, life can throw things at us both on a negative side, but also on a positive side. And um, little did I know that the heart that was that was that was delivered to the Phoenix Park at the Papal Cross 
nine months later I'd be running I'd be running past with the same heart in my body you know anything so can happen that, that's where the whole remembrance run comes yeah and, um, um, I've been doing it every year since um, I think there's been two years where I've been sick yeah, different infections yeah. and that and that's it like after transplant um, you know you're going to pick up certain little infections because of the medication you're on but if I'm fit and healthy, I always will do the remembrance run in November. It's a great idea. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a fantastic thing. So it is yeah. like I remember seeing different posts about it when I was looking it up and that. Like and I just thought, yeah. wow, that is that is just well look, we we <clears throat> we went we we went to school and I knew that you were I would call I'm a football manager seventeen years, right? So I'd say I used to always think that you were like the number six, you know, you just sit in front of the back four, little Tom Huddleston role, just pinging the ball about, right? That's where <laughs> My wasn't fo- fit branding else. Yeah, that's what my football brain had put you. Well, look at you. You know, I mean, you you're, you're always fond of the football. Come on, we all know that, right? But uh, I love I love soccer. Love soccer. And you just happen to be playing a little bit of soccer again. Just a just yeah, a, just a uh, little it's, bit. It's amazing. Like even even just to say I'm playing um, <laughs> after yeah. twenty years. Like when I when I was um when I was twenty after my mum passed and I got the defib put in and I was told that I had. Obviously, the heart condition, but I also had this other thing called sudden adult death syndrome. Yeah. When I was told all that, I was brought into the hospital and I was given all this bad news at 20 years of age. And the doctor said to me, are you, are you, are you sporty? And he says, yeah, 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 I'm into me soccer. Like, And he says, well, are you any good at it? <laughs> and he says, I'd, like to, I'd like to think I'm half decent. Um, I, play, I, play, I played with the school, obviously. And then at the time, I was playing with Glenn Muir. And um, he says, listen... I don't want to burst your bubble, he says, but you're you're going to have to give everything up, just like that. Yeah. And he says, I says, I didn't know what to say. I was kind of didn't know what to say for about 10, 10, 15 seconds. And he says, Do you mean like give it up? And he says, Yeah. He says, You're 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 at a, you could be on the football pitch and um, your heart is so bad that you could just you could just drop. And I says, Right. Jesus okay. Christ. So I had to, you know, um. I just had to give it up. I knew I knew that I had to give it up. Now, yeah. I struggled on for about six months because I was a bit stubborn at the time. And when you're younger, you like you, you think you're nearly bulletproof, you know? Yeah. So I kept going and uh, I got a bit of a scare one time playing Gaelic with Napiercy. Um, and I said after that, I says, right, listen, you're obviously doing something you shouldn't be doing. So I give it up. Fast forward uh, 17 years and I get my heart transplant. And um, I'm a year over it. I'm 38 years of age, thinking my footballing days are well behind me. I haven't <laughs> kicked the ball in 18 years. And I get a phone call um, from a guy down the country who started the whole process of setting up the Irish soccer transplant team. And he says, um, I see your story online. I've seen you in newspapers. Would you be interested in coming and, and uh, giving it a go? And I says, absolutely. I'd love yeah. it. So one, 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 one January... In 20, uh, 2020, I uh, put my boots in the car and went to Alsa Dublin Airport. And that's where we would train, you know. And um, I got into the room and I was talking to all like-minded people. Guys there had double lung transplants, kidney transplants, liver transplants, wow. heart transplants. Like Even just to stand in that room and even talk to them, let alone go out and play football. Which yeah. was such an uplifting experience. I have to say, I felt... I felt 10 foot tall even in the dressing room. And I remember putting on my boots and I was running out to the astro pitch and I started crying. I just, I was like, oh my God, I says, 
like for 20 years I thought my my footballing days are over yeah. and here I am 18 years later with a with a new heart and I'm going out to run around a football pitch and kickball uh, so I cried on the way out to the pitch and one of the guys who had a heart transplant um, come over and he seen me a bit emotional and he put his arm around me and he says it, it's a great feeling isn't it and I says you're cutting right this I says you know if I could bottle this feeling I says you'd be a millionaire oh like it, it, to go that long like as you said you could talk uh-huh. by a doctor you're done football yeah. Like yeah. football, you're done, and then obviously to be told by an actual doctor then that you might be done in life, yeah. and to then now be talking about running five k's, going yeah. past the paper cross to playing football again, yeah. being the captain, yeah. you're the captain yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, and that was a, that was an emotional <laughs> experience as well. Uh, you know, three, I think it's probably four weeks ago now we went to Birmingham to play in our very first uh, international transplant tournament. Um, and we played against Wales and a couple of other representative teams from around the UK, Nottingham, Oxford, Birmingham. So it was five teams and, um, we, you know, we, we, we all gave out our jerseys to each other and we were having a huddle. And then uh, two lads stood up and they made a speech and, um, you know, they, they just said that, you know, this guy is a leader on the field and off the field. And, um, you know, his story is amazing, just like all of our own. But, um you know, he's a leader of men and uh, we want him to be the captain of this team and lead us Brilliant. into the bat. And I was, waiting, I was waiting for someone else to be mad. Like, <laughs> I was just tying up my boots and, and, all this, and I heard his name and I says, are you, are you sure? And they all said, listen, we, could, we, wouldn't, we couldn't pick anyone better to lead us out than you, you know. So I can't disagree with that. I tried to say a few words, uh, Pecco, but you're like that. I was yeah. so caught up in the whole emotion side of it. I couldn't even get two words out. But they knew, they knew how I felt. Um, I know we went out and we topped the group. We played four games. We won two, we drew two, and we topped the group. Um, and we got straight into the final against a team called Nottingham who won it the last three years in a row. And, um, you know, we just ran out of gas in the final and we, we lost 2-0. But it wasn't really, it wasn't so much about the football it was it was the memories and yeah uh, it, uh, it, you know it creating memories you never thought you'd get to do again <laughs> yeah like that yeah. that's what it is like it's it's like a new feeling that's an old feeling <laughs> so it yeah. is like i i thought i'd never i'd never experienced that feeling you know that adrenaline going through your body in the middle of a game you know i thought those days were behind me and uh, you know obviously through organ donation and transplantation i'm I, i'm creating those memories again all over like you know coming into my 40s so you know, for anyone out there who thinks things are beyond you and, um, you know, you, you don't see light at the end of the tunnel and you think that, you know, life mightn't change for the positive, stay at it. Stay at it. Keep fighting. Keep the head up. Keep moving forward. Keep putting one st- one foot in front of the other every day. Do your damn best. Um, Beautifully life, life, life can Life can be good. Beautifully put, man. And then a big shout as well. Obviously, Sonus bathrooms are now... The, yeah. the, yeah, the backers the for the team, yeah, yeah. the so, uh, fair play and a big shout out to those, yeah. oh, those guys. They've been amazing. Um, you know, they've come on board. Um, when a lot of companies uh, weren't, uh, a lot of organizations, I'll not mention any, but uh, they, yeah. they, 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 they heard the story of us. Um, they, you know, they've seen the connection that, that organ donation, um, is doing around the country and all the positive positivity that we're trying to spread. And they want to be part of that. Um, 
And um, it's just, it's amazing, like the support we're getting from them, both financially and even just support of, um, you know, picking up the phone and asking how we're getting on a train. Yeah. And they're so, they're so into it. Like, you know, it's not just about the financial side of it, that, you know, that they're, they're putting up posts on their Twitter accounts, their social media, they've taken um, organ donor cards, they're spreading them Brilliant. around all, or, all their centres around Ireland. So they're it's, really looking at pushing out that message yeah. as well. And that's uh, what we want to it's we all want. positive. Like, there's nothing negative about it. Yeah, absolutely, that. yeah. It's all positive. No. You know what I mean? There's nothing that yeah. anybody can do that's negative about this. This interview is positive. This being put up on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Spotify and everywhere else, it's <laughs> positive. You know what I mean? Like, that's all this is. And it's to help people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And whether it's a physical a physical illness or whether it's mental health or, or whatever, you know, um, you know, we, uh, uh, we, you just, it's a simple message. You know, you just have to get up every morning and do your, do your best. You know, one day at a time. Um, you know, one day at a time. Uh, you'll have good days, you'll have bad days, and um, and I still have my, my bad days both, both physically and that. And when you have those days, you have to be kind to yourself and kind to your body, and uh, just don't push yourself that day. And yeah. Take it easy. Watch Netflix, uh, box set, whatever you know. And yeah. then when you have your good days and you've got your energy levels and that, go out and enjoy life. You yeah. know, make the most. I said funny. Absolutely. Make the most of the days that you know. I'm good today, and it's the same like you said. Whether it's yeah. now, I in the past have talked about my own <laughs> mental health of not having any okay and all that kind of stuff, and it is. It's literally just about yeah. you knowing. I had a thing that I, I, oh, I think I read it on the Dark FM and they didn't bother airing it. I wrote a thing called uh, Keep Your Light Switch On or something like that. It was like a poem thing that I wrote out one day in about five minutes. Came into my head and I read it out and I put it up on Instagram, put it up on Facebook. And the response to it was insane. Wow. It was that insane. I wanted to set up like a coffee morning for all the people because it was people right. sending messages going, I've been there. And I've gone through this. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's the same with this. You guys come together now on the field, off the field. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like the relationship you have with those guys now is like we spoke about the guys that you went to school with. In 20 years, yeah. you guys will be texting about yeah. that tournament that was on. You'll be talking about the next tournament that's on. It's just creating yeah. incredible memories that at one yeah. point looked impossible. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So it is, yeah. hey. No, yeah, that, and that's and that's it. You know, it's about making those memories, those friendships, um, that that will last a lifetime. Like, um, and I know it will because we we become very close as a group. You know, and um, we're on Zoom every week now. We have our meetings every week. We're brilliant. getting ready for British Transplant Games in July. Come on, the big one, yeah. The big one for us is, yeah, we're, we're we're gearing off for the British Transplant Games in July. But um, the big one is the World Cup. The very first. Soccer Transplant World Cup is on in August of next year in Italy. And that's going to be an international tournament where Australia, America, you know, Brazil, teams from all over are going Brilliant to be the very first World Cup. And everything everything is geared towards getting ready for that. Like, even just to talk about a World Cup. Oh. Just, you know, <laughs> Come on, uh, like, seriously. Yeah. Like, we're talking about different goals. Yeah. It's a dream. It's a dream that I always had as a young lad, you know, like listen, I I knew I I was never good enough to play for Ireland, but um, you always had that dream as a young lad, especially anyone that, that loves soccer. You'll always yeah. dream of playing for your country. And when I got that message, you know, when I was 18, 19, 20, listen, your footballing days are over. I thought I'd never get that. Um, I never thought that dream would come true. And here you are, 18 years later, and I'm the captain of the Irish transplant team. 
you know. So I can, you can have your dreams, yeah, uh, and keep dreaming because someday they could come true, you know. John, that's a brilliant way of putting it, man. And Lucas, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I didn't, I didn't aim to make you emotional. <laughs> I wasn't trying to bring back. It's just. I, yeah. I had to read out those things because they were your words from yeah. The, yeah. one of the yeah. most toughest experience dramas, oh, life God. take challenges that anybody is ever going to go through. And look, you're sitting there now again. You're the captain of our country. That's the only way I'm putting it. You're the captain of our country. That's it. I don't mind what yeah. it is. You're the captain of Ireland. Simple <laughs> as that. Seamus Coleman, he's coming for you. Um, <laughs> so he is. But listen. I think he's, I think he's safe enough. Yeah, well, he's only got a couple of years left, so you never know. Like, <laughs> you know. But listen, John, thank you so much for coming on. I really, honestly, got hand on heart, appreciate it. I love and respect you so much that it's not even funny uh, if it's I can hug pleasure. you. It's been a pleasure. And I, listen, can... I hope the show goes really well in the, in the coming weeks. Thank you. I really appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you soon. And thank you so much. Tell the kids, tell Claire I said hello. And thank you so much. Yeah, same to you. Same to you. Thanks, Karen. Take care, pal. Bye. Okay, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. I, I'm, if he's weren't emotional after listening to that, I will be shocked. Okay. Um, what I'll do is I'm going to put the video up on YouTube and I'm going to put the video then on Facebook as well and stuff like that. So now I'll do all the audio. First of all, it'll be coming out. And then in a day or so, I'll stick the video up on its own. And hopefully because of the important message that's in it, it'll be shared lots. Okay. Because I really want John's message and all that to really get out there. Okay. About how important, um, being a donor actually is okay but uh listen I, I suppose that's a wrap for episode one guys okay uh obviously i have to thank some people like i'm starting it again okay so i have to thank my wife obviously for supporting me and wanting to do this i have to give a huge shout out to paul o'hagan spike whatever you want to call him okay my man he helped with the artwork and that so he did and he still wants to play around with it a wee bit so we'll see whatever he does i told him he has to make me a bit grayer though Okay, that's the only thing I gotta go wee bit grey because man alive, am I grey as fuck? Uh, Tony's Pizzeria as well, Vinny in there, uh, supporting the life out of me. I really, really appreciate it. So thanks so much to you as well, guys. Uh, and then look, I did say on the preview, I said on a video I did ages ago, right, that I was gonna do some charity work. Okay, that that's another reason why I wanted to set the show up. Okay, is to do some charity work. Well, I'm sticking to that promise. Okay, I've already got in contact with some businesses. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is right now. I'm a big guy, but I'm a big guy that likes to walk, okay? That's probably, like, the best way of putting this, okay? I do like to walk, all right? However, oh, I am going to walk for 12 hours, okay? So I'm getting 12 businesses. I'm up to, like, eight, I think, at the minute, okay? They're all going to donate 100 quid each, all right? And they're going to sponsor each hour, all right? So one hour sponsored by one business. I'll do a video and all that kind of stuff. To mention the video on it, so we give them loads of publicity and stuff like that, okay? But it also means that there's like 1,200 quid straight away, all right? So there's 600 quid for each of the two charities that I'm doing this for, okay? So I'm doing it, first of all, for Failicon, okay? Uh, which, uh, obviously, everyone knows that is. You know what I mean? It's the Stillbirth National Debt Association of Ireland, okay? So we know how important that is, okay? The money that we raise goes to so many good things. Just check the website. It's absolutely incredible. So it is. And then, obviously, the other one I'm for as well is Rally Around for Ruby, okay? So people would have seen this very recently being put up on Instagram and Facebook and that. Uh, a very good friend of mine, Brian Mulligan, it's his daughter, so it is, okay? So it's, oh God, I, I can't even say it. It's so important, so it is, okay, uh, in relation to 
the uh, money that's raised, okay? And the thing about it as well is, all right, is that it needs to be raised quite quickly, so it does, okay? Uh, just to give a kind of a bit of a, a, a brief thing on the story behind it, okay? So basically, uh, what the group are doing, that are, are trying to obviously fundraise for it, okay? It's all on behalf of Ruby, okay? So Ruby has a rare auto-inflammatory condition that requires constant immunosuppression, okay? It has been discovered that the medication uh, that has been enabling her to go about her day as normal as possible has caused serious complications to her health, and so she can't continue this course of treatment, okay? So a family basically have been left with no choice but to take her to Newcastle for a stem, to, a stem cell transplant sorry okay so uh, it had been in discussion for a number of years and had been put off due to trying different combinations of medicines uh, in march ruby and her family were told to prepare to go to newcastle for august but recently that decision has changed to mid-may so that's why i'm going to get this going now literally in the next week or two max okay i'm not going to bother doing any training it's only 12 hours of walking if anybody wants to join me and come talk to me for an hour of walking trust me i'll not be going very fast but i'll be fucking going okay uh, so as i said the purpose of the fundraising then is just to assist ruby and her family with a sudden relocation and living expenses that they are due to face as they will need to be in newcastle for a number of months during and post transplant so obviously the page the instagram the facebook and everything else okay they'll have a number of fundraised events arranged over the coming weeks and months so keep an eye on the page uh, for all the details let's all get behind this effort to support ruby in getting all the help she needs and as i said this is just my small way of doing it i know brian a long time he's a very good fella and if i can help in absolutely any way at all i am going to do that and like i said it's going to be 12 hour walk i'm going to put it up now over the next week or so i just want to get the final couple of businesses done because once i have the 12 businesses i get everything set up i'll put up either like a gofundme or an i donate page or something like that so that i can get the money together and then obviously 50 50 it'll be split completely down the middle so well between Felicon and rally around for ruby so yeah guys i uh i think that's it that's episode one pickles back okay um i hope you've enjoyed it a big thanks to john for coming on for the interview big thanks to sarah for the music uh i hope you've enjoyed it i really did um if you did let me know <laughs> okay uh haven't decided yet how frequently this is going to be yes whether it's every week or every second week or something like that but um hopefully you've enjoyed it uh, any feedback end at all let me know to carry yourself guys okay look out for each other all right keep safe love you lots thanks for supporting me setting this up and i will hopefully talk to you soon take it easy good luck